Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning, folks, and welcome back to our devotionals in Zechariah. This morning, I'm going to read quite a long section. Uh, I'm going to read most of chapter 11 of the book of Zechariah. But as I read it and you hear the story, you'll see why it's not a passage that you can just break up into parts. It's one story and it has quite a powerful message uh, in it. And so I wouldn't want to break it up into parts. And so uh, just just bear with and, and listen to the story as I read from Zechariah 11 from verse four onwards. It says this, this is what the Lord my God says, go and care for the flock that is intended for the slaughter. The buyers slaughter their sheep without remorse. The sellers say, praise the Lord, now I'm rich. Even the shepherds have no compassion for them. Likewise, I will no longer have pity on the people of the land, says the Lord. I will let them fall into each other's hands and into the hands of their king. They will turn the land into a wilderness and I will not rescue them. So I cared for the flock intended for slaughter, the flock that was oppressed. And I took two shepherd's staffs and named one favour and the other union. I got rid of the three evil shepherds in a single month. But I became impatient with these sheep and they hated me too. So I told them I won't be your shepherd any longer. If you die, you die. If you are killed, you're killed. And let those who remain devour each other. Then I took my staff called favour and broke it in two, showing that I had revoked the covenant that I had made with the nations. That was the end of my covenant with them. The suffering flock was watching me and they knew that the Lord was speaking through my actions. I said to them, if you like, give me my wages, whatever I'm worth, but only if you want to. So they counted out my wages, 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, this magnificent sum at which they valued me. So I took the 30 coins and threw them to the potter in the temple of the Lord. Then I took my other staff, Union, and I cut it in two, showing that the bond of unity between Judah and Israel was broken. Then the Lord said to me, go again and play the part of the worthless shepherd. This illustrates how I will give this nation a shepherd who will not care for those who are dying, nor look after the young, nor heal the injured, nor feed the healthy. Instead, this shepherd will eat the meat of the fattest sheep and tear off their hooves. What sorrow awaits the worthless shepherd who abandons the flock? The sword will cut his arm and pierce his right eye. His arm will become useless and his right eye completely blind. So there we go. There's chapter 11. It's quite an odd chapter in many ways. Uh, One of the things that makes it quite hard to understand is where does it stop being the Lord who's speaking? And when does it begin being Zechariah who's speaking? Because clearly sometimes it's Zechariah and sometimes it's God. Also, Who is it that's doing the talking in in some of the places where it seems like the sheep have looked at Zechariah and didn't think he's doing a very good job of looking after them and they pay him 30 coins? Are we, you know, really thinking that Zechariah was working as a shepherd uh, and being paid personally by his sheep? That would certainly be a first. And so there's a number of uh, confusing bits about this passage. And I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers. I'm sure some very clever commentators do. But I think um, there are very clear things that we do take from this. And now I would say on those two points I made, I do think that I know where it stops being the Lord speaking, where it 
become Zechariah. And I don't think the sheep are paying Zechariah. I think that the people who own the sheep are, are paying Zechariah. But it does sound like the sheep are talking to him. But what I would say is that this is a parable that happened in action. Often when you talk about parables, it sounds as though it's a made-up story. And sometimes some of the parables that Jesus told are made up. Sometimes they were miracles that Jesus did to represent something. So, for instance, uh, when Jesus does the miraculous catch of fish, that was a parable. It really happened, but he was using it as a symbol to explain something. Now, the prophets often act out parables. We have the story, for instance, of uh, Ezekiel lying on his side for a year to represent judgment. In fact, in Ezekiel 9, I think it is, he makes a model of Jerusalem and then uh, breaks it down to represent that Jerusalem's about to be destroyed. The prophets often were given tasks to do to represent in a parable what's going to happen uh, to God's people if they carry on. And so Zechariah is here commanded by the Lord to go and uh, act out what's going on in Israel by becoming a shepherd, by looking after the sheep. And so we're set up with what this parable is about really at the beginning. This is about the leaders and those who they're supposed to care for and how they relate to one another. And the first thing we see in the first verses is that it's the shepherds who are oppressive to the sheep. It's the leaders of Israel who are oppressing God's people. This is probably a number of years after the temple project is uh, almost complete uh, that we've seen earlier on in Zechariah. This is probably much later on. And it's got to the point now where Israel is established in the land. They have a temple and the leaders are oppressing God's people. And so Zechariah is told to act out what's going on um, as he sees these evil shepherds who are being harsh to their sheep. And he's told to get rid of them. It's as though God is saying he is going to get rid of these evil leaders. He is going to judge them and he's going to establish a good shepherd. Zechariah comes in and he plays the part of the good shepherd. He cares for these sheep. He has two staffs with which he looks after these sheep, the staff of favour and the staff of union. Because he cares for the sheep, he drives out those who oppress them and he cares for them. But then the problem starts to escalate because it isn't just that the, sh that the shepherds are bad. The problem is that the sheep themselves um, are constantly kicking against their leaders. The sheep themselves hate Zechariah too. It says in verse 8, I became impatient with these sheep because they hated me too. So the problem isn't just the leaders. The problem is the leaders and the people who the leaders are supposed to be serving, those who they're supposed to, be, those who they're supposed to uh, look after. The problem is basically not, you can't blame it on one half or the other half. It's 100% a problem. Both sides of the coin are the issue. They, this is what's going on in Israel. We then have uh, Zechariah breaking the staff of favour, the covenant that was made with the nations. Now, this is one of those things where it sounds like uh, it should be God talking, but it seems to be Zechariah because he talks about the covenant that he has made with the nations. But it says that the Lord was speaking through his actions. Now, I'm going to kind of hold back on the meaning of that for a moment. But as we carry on through the passage, he's now broken that uh, staff of favour. The Lord's favour is now gone from the sheep. And it specifically says that the covenant with the nations was now broken. And as we move down, Zechariah has paid his wages. What is it worth to care for these sheep? What is it worth to give up his time? 
What is it worth to get rid of those who oppress these sheep and to care for them himself? What is that worth? And it says that they paid him his wages of 30 pieces of silver. Now, we don't really have a concept of uh, silver as a money anymore, but 30 pieces of silver was how much you would have paid a slave. This is nothing. This is not even uh, a day's uh, labor. This is him being paid the minimum he can be paid for all these months of uh, work. 30 pieces of silver. It's like if someone's done a fantastic job of uh, cleaning up the house or doing some work on it and you give them a fiver. Yes, it's money, but is it really worth all the labor? It's actually it's actually making quite a passive aggressive comment about their quality of their work. And so you get a bit of sarcasm here. Now, people say that sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, but uh, clearly God is happy to use sarcasm, so maybe not so low. But it says that um, God says, the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, this magnificent sum at which they valued me. Ah, oh, this is how much I mean to them. 30 pieces of silver, a slave's wage. And so Zechariah takes those coins and he throws them into the temple of the Lord. And then Zechariah is told once more to go and be the worthless shepherd. He now has to be the worthless shepherd, the one who doesn't care, because the Lord is going to give this nation a shepherd who does not care for those who are dying, who does not care for them. And the result is going to be that the sheep are going to die. Now, God's people Israel are likened to sheep a number of times in the Bible. And Ezekiel 34 is one of the most uh, uh, similar passages to this one. In Ezekiel 34, God judges the shepherds who abuse the sheep and he promises that he himself will be their good shepherd. Now, I have no doubt that as I talk about the whole, uh, the concept of a good shepherd, there's a certain someone coming to mind. John 10, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd who has come to call his sheep to himself. I think that this is what Zechariah is about. Israel has been oppressed and oppressing itself for years. But the Lord is promising that he will raise up a good shepherd. And that good shepherd will care for his sheep and he will draw his sheep in. But nonetheless, the sheep will uh, oppress that shepherd. They will abuse him. They will make their distaste for him very much known. Just as Zechariah said, I became impatient with these sheep because they hated me too. So too Jesus will find that same frustration as he comes to his own people and his own people reject him. When you find Jesus get to the gates of Jerusalem in Matthew 23 and say, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her chicks, but you are not willing. And he, he has a very long um, discourse about how Jerusalem is going to be destroyed, about how they've killed the prophets, about how their judgment is now finally coming on their heads. He's prophesying exactly what Zechariah has already prophesied. The covenant with the nations is that protection that the Lord has given Israel so that they won't be destroyed. But now as they oppress their good shepherd, as they fight back against the one who's come to care for them, that covenant, that protection is broken. And now the nations may come. Now, when we look at Jesus, it's exactly what happens. Jesus uh, comes to his people, his own people reject him. And with that rejection in 70 AD, Romans invade Jerusalem and utterly destroy it, destroy the temple. This is, as Matthew 24 teaches, this is, in, uh, this is a response to them rejecting their own Messiah. When we 
and we talked about this with Thessalonians as well. When we talk about the temple being destroyed, we shouldn't think of it as just a fact of history. It's part of the story of being God's people. It's the sad story of how the shepherd came to the sheep and the sheep rejected the shepherd. They valued him as a slave. You might recognize that uh, amount of money, 30 pieces of silver as well. This is how much um, Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus for. 30 pieces of silver to betray the Messiah. This is very much a prophecy about Jesus, about him coming to his people. And so now as the church, as the, as the sheep of God, as as those who had prophesied in John 10, sheep who were, in a, who were in another pasture, John 10, Jesus says, I have sheep in another pasture who I must bring in. As the sheep who have now been brought in, we have a responsibility to not uh, hate the shepherd, to not abuse the shepherd as previous shepherds may have abused us, but to love and respect and care and follow his lead to not do what Israel did, which met with the staffs of favour and union being cut in two, but to joyfully sit under the shepherd, the shepherding of Christ, to enjoy his uh, leadership, his often necessary rebukes, to be his sheep, to not make the same failure that Israel did. So in response to that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've called us to be the sheep of Christ. Well, we pray that we would not be like this flock that um, kicks against its leader, but Lord, that we would joyfully submit to Christ, that we would sit under his staffs of favour and union. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you later. Bye.